kind of the theme of this race, which is kind of the theme of my preferred races. Nothing over the top, not a lot of extra bells and whistles, just good, solid, the, the necessities. Episode 779 of Diz Runs Radio is a quick tip episode. Today's quick tip, my take on the Cannonball Marathon. Hey guys, so uh, before we dive in and talk about all things related to the Cannonball Marathon, which I ran this past weekend, at least as this show comes out, uh, race day was 12 October 2019. But before we get into all of the specifics there, the good, the bad, and the meh, got to take a second and thank some folks who've left some reviews on iTunes over the last month or so. Um, as I've said before, as I'll say it again, leaving a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, I guess is what it's technically called now, um, isn't always the easiest thing to do. Apple, as much as I like Apple and as much as most of the time I feel like their stuff is pretty intuitive, pretty easy and straightforward, leaving reviews through the App Store, through the, the Apple Podcasts app, um, not always the easiest thing to do. So thanks to the following folks who have done so recently. Uh, Hannah, with a whole bunch of numbers after her name, so we'll just go with Hannah. Uh, Hannah jumped in and said, uh, awesome show to inspire runners at any st- at any stage. This is hands down my favorite running podcast. I get so inspired listening to all of the runners on this show. The show really fuels my spirit on, the long run- on my long runs and helps me to keep going and pushing through. Thank you for the awesome content. Well, thank you. Hannah, for the awesome review. I, I appreciate it. Glad that you enjoy this one. Uh, there's so many great running podcasts out there. Um, and, and you know, for this one to be your favorite is awesome. For this one to be in your top five, top 10, that would be pretty awesome too. So, uh, Hannah, thank you for taking the time. Uh, another review comes from ERVO. Says, uh, fantastic show. Finally getting around to writing a review. Should have done this a long time ago. The show is fantastic. I thoroughly enjoy the topics, interviews, opinions, and info. Listening during the morning runs or on the treadmill definitely makes those miles a lot easier. Well, thank you, E-Arvo. Certainly appreciate, again, appreciate your time. Appreciate you navigating through Apple Podcasts. And uh, I'm glad that you enjoy the show. Uh, Thanks for taking me with you on some of those miles in the morning. And uh, hopefully... When you're stuck on the treadmill, I can help you get through get through those miles without suffering too much as well. So appreciate that. And uh, the last of the the new reviews that have come in uh, semi recently, or at least the last that we'll discuss today, um, comes from Candygram seventy one. Says the coach for everyone. Uh, she says I have known Denny since our quick meeting at the Prairie Fire Marathon in Wichita of October two thousand and twenty eight. Uh, happenstance and divine intervention brought us together in January of this year, and I won a six month coaching session. Uh, Denny has the ability to make any runner feel like a champion. His plans are personal. He works to understand your life circumstances, and he turned my puzzle of family, traveling, and training into a runner who is more accomplished, more confident, and better able to adjust. I had the privilege of sharing a run and being a, a guest on his show, and rather than follow a script, he goes with the flow regardless of the rabbit trails. It's all important to him. More importantly, his podcast resonates with average runners and makes them feel elite. His wisdom is often profound, mostly funny, Mostly, come on, can't, mostly funny, <laughs> and uh, but always spot on. He is first on my playlist when driving alone. I run tech free. Nothing wrong with that. And uh, my favorite words of wisdom outside of rest days is what happens when you say yes, and which is not one of my sayings, of course. But uh, that's that's a good one. What happens when you say yes? So continuing the review, almost finished here from Candy. Uh, it's a short thirty minute podcast, but it hit, or maybe I did say that. I don't know. What, what did I say? What happens when you say yes? Meh. All right, whatever. Um, but it hit home, and uh, and 
I know I look for ways to say yes in my life, not just running. Listen up, follow his Facebook page, post, laugh, and become a member of a community that supports each other and hire Denny to train you regardless of your distance, ability, or speed. Say yes. Goodness gracious. That's quite, that's quite the review, Candy. Thank you for that. Um, not sure I live up to all the glowing, glowing praise, glowing compliments, but uh, I'll take them. I'll take them. So thank you, Hannah. Thank you, E. Thank you, Candy, for leaving the reviews. And uh, if you haven't left one yet, and if you're so inclined, obviously there's no requirement. You don't have to do it. But if you'd be if you'd be willing, I'd love to. I'd love to hear what you think. I'd love to always read all the reviews. Uh, obviously, give you a shout out. And uh, you know who knows? It helps people to find the show a little bit as well too. Something in the algorithm when there's reviews flowing in on on Apple Podcasts helps the show just kind of rise up a little bit when people are searching for, you know, a running podcast. And so hopefully help somebody find us. Uh, and maybe, maybe something I say, something that falls out of my mouth once in a while that has helped you, hopefully helped you, maybe at least entertained you, hopefully, uh, will help somebody else. So thank you guys for all of the reviews. Uh, not just the folks that we just read, not just Hannah and Ian and Candy, but everybody who's left a review over the five plus years of the show. Goodness gracious. So anyway, Enough of one of the one of the longest um, intros here ever. Let's let's talk Cannonball Marathon. So uh, from time to time, it's been a, there's been a few of these Wichita, where Prairie Fire Marathon that Candy referenced in her review was one of them as well. Uh, from time to time, I have the opportunity to work with a race and uh, get to go experience a race, and you know, part of of the deal we have the the little bit of a business relationship is that I come back and talk about it, and and it's not just that I come back and come on the podcast and talk about the, the show and or talk about the, the show, talk about the race uh, and all of the, the glowing and the great and the beautiful and the wonderful and the perfect things about it. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. The deal is I come and run it and come back and, and talk about it honestly, because, you know, let's not kid ourselves. Every race from Boston, New York, Chicago, all of the world majors, your run Disney races, your rock and roll races, um, Every race has good things, has bad things, and has some things that are kind of, you know, it is what it is. Hopefully, hopefully the good races have mostly good, a couple of, you know, maybe only one or two things that are kind of bad. And, and, you know, maybe a few things that kind of, you know, just based on what type of race it is, like that's just kind of the nature of the beast. Um, And Cannonball, I think, falls in that category where... Mostly good. I really don't have too much bad to say about Cannonball Marathon, um, which we will get into in just a second. So the Cannonball Marathon, which I've talked about a few times in the past, uh, is a fall race. Happens in Greensboro, North Carolina, which is a beautiful part of the country. Um, kind of nestled in into the, the Blue Ridge Mountains a little bit. It's not it's not super mountainy in Greensboro, but uh, it's definitely not flat. Um, but you know, beautiful beautiful drive in. Um, you know, this time of year, trees haven't quite changed yet. You know, talking talking about the middle of October, there's not a whole lot of color, but you can see the color starting to change a little bit. But lots of mountains, lots of, of ups and downs on the drive in, um, which was really, really cool. But, uh, you know, just, a, just a, a cool part of the country, a place that I don't know that I've ever been to Greensboro before. I may have driven through it. Can't completely remember if I have or not. Um, if I did, it obviously didn't make an impression. So it was cool to go and uh, spend a, a day and a half in town and, and check out the, the town a little bit. I didn't check it out a lot. Uh, met with a couple of folks, did some some interviews and, and a whole bunch of good things. Um, but it was it was a great, if I had to say, this time of year, pretty good time of year 
to run a marathon in North Carolina. Um, but, uh, you know, Cannibal Marathon, I think this is the sixth or seventh year of the race. I probably should have written that down. Um, not a huge race, not a huge race. It, it, it does have multiple races going on. So half and full marathon going on simultaneous, uh, a 5k that, that I think kicked off about a half an hour after the, the half and the full started. So you got uh, half full 5k going on in the, on the weekend. So you've got some different distances. Um, obviously my review, or maybe not obviously, but telling you my review is focused on the marathon. Um, as far as the half marathon is concerned, we ran every bit of the half marathon course. Just obviously there was some, some, uh, you know, 13.1 additional miles that were sprinkled in there as well. So we ran some of the race together. Then we branched off and then we branched off again. Then we came back and got back on track with them again. Then we branched off. Then we got back on track with them again to the finish. So, or with them meaning that the half marathon, um, 5k, I, I don't really know exactly what that course looked like other than obviously it was 3.1 miles. Um, and, you know, start and finish was at the same place. So I can kind of estimate about what it looked like, but, uh, you got different options. So if the marathon isn't completely for you, but this sounds like something that might be up your alley, maybe the half marathon, maybe you got a family member that would like to come with you and, and do the 5k. I believe there were kids races as well, but please don't quote me on that. I, I may be mistaken. Um, I thought I saw something about kids races, but I didn't see any kids races happening. So there's that. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm missing the mark on that one, but, uh, good, good all around race. Um, I believe that, uh, the, the final tallies, or at least the, the almost last minute final tallies were about 850 people total 5k half marathon marathon. So not huge. Uh, the marathon was capped out, uh, full, full roster at 155 runners for the, the full marathon. So again, not a huge field. Um, I don't know exactly what the breakdown was between the 5k and the half marathon, but a fair number of people not super overcrowded. So if you like a smaller race, this might be for you. If you like, uh, you know, having plenty of people to, to run with and run next and talk to for over the course of 13.1 or 26.2 miles, you know, this is kind of one of those meh things that you, there's nothing you can change about it. The, the cannonball marathon, at least right now, I, I'm going to make a bold, bold guess that in 2020, cannonball marathon is not going to go from 850 people to 15,000 or something like that. You know, hopefully it'll continue to grow. I'm going to continue to talk about it. Maybe a few of you will decide to run it next year. Um, but you know, I don't know, maybe there'll be up to a thousand people next year. I don't know. I don't know if, if the, if they would cap it out before that or not. Um, but it's just, it's just, you know, it's not super small. It's not like there's only a hundred people total, but it's definitely a pretty, a pretty small field, um, compared to some other races. So keep that in mind. If you, if the size of the race matters to you, um, but overall, I mean, I think the, the race was good. Like I said, we'll, we'll get into a little bit more of the overall uh, in a minute. But breaking it down, and, and in case you're, you're new to this, this process that I do here, um, this isn't me talking about my race and doing like a race report. It's not on the blog post. It's not in this episode. This is me talking about the race, reviewing the race, not my race the race. So hopefully this will help you kind of decide if maybe this might be a race, you know, if you're kind of in the area, Hey, maybe this is something, something I want to run next year. If you're looking to do some 50 state type of things, Hey, maybe this is a race you want to consider for your North Carolina race. I would recommend it, but we'll get into my recommendations a little bit later towards the end of the review today. So, um, the, the cannonball marathon, like I said, Greensboro, North Carolina. And when it comes to travel, not overly complicated, um, Greensboro, Greensboro, um, is a, a bigger city than I, I guess, than I realized. I don't know exactly how big it is. I didn't drive all the way around and whatnot, but there were multiple exits, multiple highway merges kind of coming through town, which 
was a little bit overwhelming for me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not the world's favorite. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of big city driving. Um, not that it's huge city, but just, you know, merges and on ramps and off ramps and all those. It's just, eh, get a, I get a little, uh, verklempt about some of those types of, of scenarios when you got cars zinging and zebbing and zooming all over the place. Um, so I wasn't necessarily expecting that from Greensboro, but that's what, that's what it came to, which wasn't my favorite thing about it. But from a travel perspective, driving in makes it pretty easy. You know, if you're coming north, south, east, west, whichever direction you're trying to get to Greensboro from, if you're driving, there's probably an interstate that you can take. Uh, of course, there's back roads too. If you like, if you like the back road scenic tour, you can, you can make that happen. But if you're looking for an interstate, I mean, it, it passes two or three interstates pass right through basically the heart of town. Um, so there's no like getting off and then having two hours on back roads to get there. You can go interstate right to uh, interstate 40 is the east and west. Um, I can't remember what the major north and south is. And then there's something that kind of branches off northeast. I looked at the map this morning, but I can't, I came in on 40. So that's how I know interstate 40. Um, but, but you've got good roads driving into. Uh, if you're looking to fly, You've got options there as well. So if you, again, if you're looking for kind of 50 state types of things, and this race happened, at least this year, happened on a Saturday, which I know a lot of times races tend to happen on a Sunday. So if you can find something else in a, in a nearby area, this might be a great Marathon Maniacs back-to-back type of weekend event where you could come in, run heat, run Cannonball on Saturday, and then maybe find something in Virginia or South Carolina, East Tennessee. Um, I think this might have been the same weekend as the uh, Seven Bridges Marathon, which I ran last year, uh, not to kind of cross promote, but that would be a great Saturday Sunday. Seven Bridges is on Sunday in Chattanooga. Wouldn't be more than a, than a few hour drive to get there, I don't think. Um, so that could be a good option, and, and you know I, I'm fans of that race as well. You can check out that review in the archives. Um, but all that to say, if you're flying in, there's there's options between uh, major airports. Atlanta and Charlotte are both uh, just a, a few hour drive each, you know, in, in, from either direction there for, for pretty major airports. Greensboro has an airport as well. So you can connect probably through either Atlanta or Charlotte to get to, to fly directly into Greensboro. Um, and there's several other kind of regional Raleigh has an airport and there's Asheville has an airport. Um, there's several other places around that depending on where you're flying to, where you're flying from, um, you can get pretty close on an airplane. And then again, have a pretty easy drive interstates all the way to get to Greensboro. So travel, not too difficult, which is always a nice thing. Um, it's always nice to make sure that, especially if you're coming in from out of town, get easy to get in, easy to get out, nothing too crazy on that front. So the travel to the Cannibal Marathon, pretty good for me. Um, course details. So let's talk about the course a little bit, because that's always something people want to know about, right? Um, like I kind of alluded to earlier, it wasn't flat, um, which, you know, stopping and thinking about it, I knew going in, it wasn't going to be flat. Um, and it wasn't. I don't know that I realized it was going to be as constant rolling hills as it is. I, you know, shame on me for not looking at the the profile and, and doing my, my homework beforehand. But I kind of like to go into these blinds sometimes and just experience it for you know without having any preconceived notions. So you know it is what it is. Um, but I really feel like the Cannibal Marathon, at least this year's iteration, because this year was a different course than they've run before. So I don't know if that means it's going to be the same course next year, if there might be some tweaks and changes. I have a, I had a suggestion, uh, being that I'm, I'm partnering with the race and, and the folks from Junction 311 are the, are the, the folks that put this race on. Um, I, you know, I kind of gave a couple of suggestions about maybe ways they could change the, the course a little bit, but I also understand there's some logistics involved and permits and road closures and things like that. So it's not just as easy as just 
making some some flip-flops and things like that to make it work. So I don't know if it's going to be the same course next year as it is this year. Um, but but my impression on the course this year, overall, it's fair. You know, I, I would love it if it was a bit flatter, being that I train in Florida. And, and I, I kind of did the math. Um, and I had about, uh, about 1,150 feet of elevation uh, gain, according to my, my Garmin, during this race. And uh, in the entire month of September, which was my biggest training volume month, of 2019, you know, just a little personal story here. Um, I had 1300 feet of elevation. So, uh, as you can, you know, you can figure that out real quick. I did almost as much elevation in one race as I did in an entire month when I had 160 something miles of, of training for that month. Um, so clearly I wasn't as prepared for the Hills as I should be, but that wasn't my main, uh, con- I don't know if concern is the right way of saying it, but like I said earlier, they kind of feel like there was two courses going on on the cannonball marathon. There was the first, the first course, which was, I think about 16 miles for the marathon, uh, for the half marathon. I think it was probably about 10 miles, give or take. Um, so for the half marathon, it kind of wasn't as bad. I don't think as the half marathon or as far as, sorry, as the full marathon. Um, so for us in the full marathon, we had about 15, 16 miles that were mostly on like greenways, city parks, things like that. So not a lot of traffic. There are a couple of spots where we had to cross a road or, you know, ran for a quarter of a mile on the street to connect one part to another. Um, and all of those areas were totally blocked off, not totally blocked off, but it was like a four lane road, one lane completely blocked off for the runners to run in. So there were no cars zooming nearby and police officers and, and people directing traffic. So, you know, totally felt safe, uh, really during every part of the road. We'll get to the, the, the second half or the second section or second course, if you will, in a second. But the first course, very little running on the roads. Mostly, like I said, running through city parks where it was a, a paved path, running through uh, the or running along the the um, Greensboro Greenway. Again, also paved. Um, you know, not super wide, but certainly wide enough for runners to run by and and uh, things like that. Um, no crowding issues on the course. Again, you know, that helps with the n- number of runners. You know, it wasn't too crowded at, very often at all. Um, but for the most part, pretty pretty great places to run in that first, the first section of the course. Um, you know, it was, it was a lot, like I said, through, through the, uh, the greenway, which is through, through like woods and, and, uh, you know, not, not looking at roads, not looking at buildings, not looking at cars. Uh, it kind of just felt like you were out on a wooded, on a paved wooden, wooded trail, which not for nothing, not a bad place to run. Um, trees overhead. So, you know, I mean, obviously this was still early in the race, so the sun wasn't an issue. Um, but if, if the sun happened to be in, it was kind of an overcast or kind of a a slightly overcast day. Um, but if the sun was out, it would have been nice shade. Um, all in all, nothing to complain about when it comes to running on, on the greenway. Um, yes, the greenway was still open to the public. So there were a few, you know, runners that were out there running, getting their, their miles in, um, that weren't part of the race. There were a few cyclists that were out there, um, cause there's some mountain biking trails that connect off the, the greenway. So they, you know, riding from their car to where they can get on the mountain biking trails, whatever. It was all good. Everybody, you know, everybody was courteous. Everybody, Hey, passing on the left. Um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Good luck. You guys are doing great when their runners are running by and they won't run in the race. Um, totally, totally friendly. Great, great deal. Um, no issues with running on the greenway at all. The second section of the course, which was, again, was about plus or minus from mile 16 to the finish line, um, was predominantly on the road. Um, and, and, you know, I say this kind of like as a Debbie Downer part of like, this is kind of like my one part of the race that I didn't care as much for. 
But to be quite honest, this this section of the course was like a lot of marathons that I've a lot of city marathons that I've run before. You know, it was just it wasn't bad. It wasn't like we were running through terrible, you know, potholes and terrible streets or terrible parts of town. Like never felt unsafe, never had any issues with with the surface. It just was a road through town, you know, some neighborhoods, some industrial, maybe not industrial, but some commercial, some city type of stuff. Um, nothing, nothing real exciting to me over the last 10 miles. And so my critique was, or my, my, you know, in, in, in Diz's perfect world, if, if I could design the cannonball marathon and, and not have any issues with permits and road closures and, and things like that, I would love to just flip flop the two, basically run the route, not, not physically run backwards, but run the backwards route so that we started running mostly on the, the roads, mostly on the streets um, and then finished mostly through the, the greenway. Um, I think that would be a much more, it'd be much more enjoyable the last part of the race to have a, a extra time on the greenway. Uh, you know, and if the sun did come up and got started to become an issue, you had more shade on that, on that, on the greenway section of the course, as opposed to the road section of the course. Um, but you know, like I said, I, I don't know how feasible that is. I gave him that suggestion. Hopefully, you know, if it's something that they can do, they might do it next year. Who knows? But all in all, the course, it was fair. It was a lot of rolling hills. No, no hills were really that steep. There was only one hill that was really pretty long. Um, it wasn't very, it, again, it wasn't steep, but it just kind of kept going for like a mile of just slow, steady, gradual climb. Um, but, you know, again, in, in that part of the country, that part of the world, you're not going to find a whole lot of, of super flat areas. So, you know, I thought it was fair. I thought it's, I thought it was really runnable. Um, I got in trouble because I thought it was so runnable so early and, and uh, you know, kind of had some, some crash and burn at the end. But again, this, this review isn't about me and my race. I've talked about it various places. I'll probably talk about it some more, but um, you know, it's, it's hard. It's a hard course. Um, I would say it's PR possible, not PR likely, um, but it's doable. It's doable. Um, fair, fair. Um, the street sections fairly average compared to, you know, just streets for, for a city, city marathon that where you're not closing down the street entirely, but you're, you got a lane of traffic that you can run in, um, people directing traffic, you run through a couple of neighborhoods to kind of add a few miles here and there. Um, you know, overall, not the most memorable course for neither a good way nor a bad way, just a, a good fair course. Okay. So if you have specific questions on the course, please feel free to reach out. But I thought the course, I thought it was fair. I thought it was mostly good. Like I said, I mean, obviously I like the greenway part much better than the road part, but I also like the first 16 miles of a marathon typically better than the last 10 miles anyway. So the road part of this course was kind of behind the eight ball from the beginning. So all in all an okay course. Um, what about pre and post race? What's, what's the expo situation like for the cannonball marathon? So obviously again, the cannonball marathon is not huge. It's not thousands and thousands of people. Um, as such, you can kind of temper your expectations for expos, pre and post race festivities accordingly. That said, especially the post race, I would rate that as pretty good for the size of the race. Um, but we'll get to that in a second. Start with the expo. 
or maybe lack of an expo. It wasn't really a proper expo, or at least at least what I think of as a proper expo. It wasn't in you know some type of like hotel conference room. Um, there weren't vendors and things like that set up. Um, it was in a running store, which you know that part of it's kind of cool. It was in the Omega Sports running store in Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, shout out to those guys. I got to talk to some of those folks for for a while. Um, met some really cool people that are really supportive of the running community. So if you're in North Carolina. Definitely visit the Omega Sports Running Stores that's in your area. Um, awesome folks, awesome folks. But um, you know, the, ex, the, the it was more of a packet pickup, quite honestly, than an expo. So um, you know, you walked into the store. On one side of the store was where you you know you showed your ID, you got your bib. You walk over to the other side of the store, you pick up your your T-shirt. Uh, they had a, a banner to take a you know take a picture in front of with your bib the day before the race. Um, pretty easy in and out if you if you didn't need anything, if you needed something, if you forgot you know, fuel or whatever you might need. Obviously it's a running store. They got you covered. So you could get what you needed right there at, at the, uh, at the packet pickup for anything that you might've forgotten or needed for race day. Um, pretty simple. It took me like three minutes, four minutes to get in and out. Um, I mean, couldn't have been a smoother process. Uh, low key. They also have, which is always a cool thing in my book. They also have race morning packet pickup. So if you're coming in from out of town, but not far enough out of town that it makes sense to, to stay the night. Maybe you got like an hour drive in the morning. Um, you get up just a little extra early, drive to the race start. You can get your packet or you can get your, your bib, check in, all that good stuff the morning of the race. Obviously, then you miss out on the Omega Sports uh, you know, experience. But if you're coming that close from home, hopefully you already have what you need. You don't need to get anything because you forgot to pack it or things like that. So um, pretty, pretty simple, not fancy, not a lot of bells and whistles uh, when it comes to the the expo packet pickup whatever you want to call it um what about pre and post race so pre-race um well first of all backtrack i think i mentioned this when i talked about the course but if not the start and finish line area it starts and finishes in a local city park okay so and it's kind of at the, the end of a parking lot area um, in said park. So lots of parking, uh, depending on if the race continues to how much the race continues to grow, parking could become a little bit of an issue, but it's a big enough park that it's just, you can't maybe just park in that one ideal localized parking, parking lot. You might have to park a little bit, you know, other side or things like that. But at the, at the back end of the parking lot where the race starts and finishes, they had a stage set up, uh, for a band that was, they didn't have the band there before the race. It was there after the race, but they had the stage set up for the band. Um, they had a handful of, of vendors and sponsors that were out there. Omega sports was there as well. That was where I talked to the guys. I uh, got introduced to, to the folks there. Um, but you know, they had a few things, some, some of the sponsors giving away some, some swag and things like that. Um, I didn't walk around too much. Uh, but you know, it was, it was, it was, I think, better than what you'd expect for a race with 850 people. You know, I mean, they had some stuff there. They had several breweries that were starting to get set up in the morning. Um, cause you got the, the, the runners got some beer afterwards. If we, if we wanted it, we had two, two free beers, uh, after the race. So you had, I think four or five different local breweries, uh, that had set up. And so you could, you know, pick, pick a beer from, uh, you know, pick two beers. You could pick two of the same ones. You could try to do two different, two different types from two different breweries, whatever you wanted to do. Um, uh, but they were set up there. Um, you know, plenty of, plenty of porta potties, although the, you know, as, as you would expect, there was starting to be a line that was forming as you got closer and closer to race time. But, um, it didn't seem like it was ridiculous. It seemed like for the, the amount of people, plenty of, of restroom facilities that were available. Um, you know, just, just smooth sailing, low key, nothing again, kind of the theme of this race was kind of the theme of my preferred races, nothing over the top, not a lot of extra bells and whistles, 
just good, solid, the, the necessities, which, you know, what, what more do you want, right? You get, you get taken care of, get the things you need. Not a lot of the extra stuff that, uh, for me personally, eh, I don't really need it. So pre-race, easy peasy, post-race, same thing. Uh, they had, you know, um, they obviously they had the band, like I mentioned, they had the, the band was going, um, they had a photographer at the finish line, of course, which is, you know, pretty standard, I think, but you got finish line photos. Um, they had the, the, the breweries were open, so you could go tear off the, the one of the tabs off your bib, get it, get yourself a free beer, um, which I didn't try any of them because I was hitting the road fairly shortly after. I'm not the biggest post-race beer guy. I know it's, it's, it's a damn shame, but it is, it is what it is. I would have gotten one if I was hanging out for a bit, but I had to go, I had a business meeting immediately after I finished the race. So I need to be clear headed as clear headed as I could be post 26.2 miles. Uh, and I figured I didn't need to, I didn't need to be drinking a beer right before getting in the car in a, in a city that I didn't know. And I'm kind of dehydrated coming off of a marathon anyway, to go have a, a legit business meeting, um, just probably wasn't the best look. So, uh, I for, I for went to the beer, uh, did grab some food afterwards though. They had, uh, sandwiches from Chick-fil-A, um, that were, that were there for all the runners. You had a, you know, a tab for that as well. They also had all kinds of other food, kind of snack food stuff, um, bars and, and fruit and a whole, you know, just a whole host, host of, of odds and ends, bottled water, Gatorades. Uh, there was some type of energy drink that was there available as well. Um, uh, just, you know, a whole typical, post-race type affair. Nothing, nothing too over the top, but again, the things you need, the things that you would expect. Um, and, and maybe even a little bit more than the things you would expect. Um, so it was all together. Uh, you know, when it comes to the, the pre and post race for me, perfect. It was perfect for you. Your mileage may vary because it was, it was simple. It was low key. If you like the fancier things, if you like the, the more over the top and, 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 uh, bigger to do's, it might, it might be a negative for you. But again, if you're signing up for a race with 800 people, you can't expect, you know, that they're going to roll out the red carpet like they do at Disney world when there's 20,000 people. So, you know, it, I feel like, like the pre and post race very much was on brand, if you will, with, with the, the, the vibe of the cannibal marathon being simple, low key, but top notch in everything that they did. Everything was, was high class, um, just to the, to the appropriate level. Um, speaking of being high class, top notch, the medal can't complain about it. Can't complain about it at all. Um, cannonball marathon. Uh, so, you know, kind of with that theme in mind, I'll try to explain it for you. There's certainly a picture in the show notes, disruns.com slash seven, seven, nine. There's, there's a lot of pictures from the race as well, or at least a handful of pictures from the race as well. So you can, you can check out maybe a few things that I talked about there. Uh, disruns.com slash seven, seven, nine. Also a link to the website. If you want to go ahead and jump in for next year's race, you know, as per usual, Price is never as good as it is right now. Uh, and it, you know, just kind of keeps ticking up as you get closer and closer to, uh, October of 2020. It's already, already, you can sign up for next year's race. Um, but the, the, the metal is, is decent size. Uh, and by, by decent, I, I would say kind of almost standard, standard, big, um, borderline big, uh, but it's kind of s- square rectangular shaped, uh, city skyline. I believe, at least I believe is city skyline buildings. So I'm assuming it's skyline of Greensboro. Um, and then there's like a cannon shot with the cannonball flying up through it with the junction three one, one logo. That's a spinner of the cannonball. Pretty nice. Pretty nice. Um, just a good solid metal. Um, you know, is it, is it little rock marathon metal? No, but nobody, nobody, but little rock is little rock marathon metal, you know? Um, but it's, it's, it's a metal you'll be proud to show pictures of proud to post it on, uh, you know, hang it up in your house, post it on your metal Mondays, whatever the case might be. No, you'll have no complaints. 
about the bling for the cannonball marathon. Absolutely none. Um, volunteers, spectators, Hey, job, job well done for the volunteers. Uh, there were no shortage of volunteers, especially out on the course, helping to direct traffic, uh, at least to direct runners, the, the police were out there to direct traffic. Uh, but the, the volunteers were out there helping the runners know, you know, especially the parts where the, the half and full were together, you know, half marathoners this way, full marathoners that way, even though there were signs everywhere, it was, it would have been hard to make a wrong turn. Even if you tried to make a wrong turn, spectators or the volunteers were there. Water stations were all well manned. Um, I standing, standing, no to the volunteers. Uh, spectators were not the spectators were, that were there were great. There just wasn't a lot of them, which again, small race, uh, lots of greenway, lots of, of roads that were a little bit, probably hard to get down to, to get to, if you were trying to spectate. So it didn't have the, the spectator support that some other city races tend to have. But again, this wasn't Boston. This wasn't New York. This wasn't Chicago. This wasn't Marine Corps. You know, it's, it was the cannonball marathon. There were some family and friends that were out there when we were on the greenway. Like I said, there were lots of runners and cyclists that weren't participating in the race. And so they weren't sitting there cheering, but they, they said hi to everybody. Or these, a lot of them said hi to me. Hey, doing great. Keep it up. Good job. I'll take that. I'll take that. So not a lot of crowded spectator support, but those that were there, Hey, they were, they were friendly for the most part. They didn't like ignore you when they were looking for their, their loved one. You know, you ran by, they clapped for you which is all, all I can ask for of a spectator. So um, two big time thumbs up for the volunteers and spectators. What about miscellaneous? Last last few things, and then we'll wrap up this, uh, this, this review or my take of the Cannonball Marathon. Um, hotel situation, you know, in part because of the size of the race, in part because there wasn't like some big proper expo, there wasn't really a host hotel. Um, you know, and there's not like there's a host hotel that's, that's super convenient location wise for the start and finish line because the start and finish is in a city park. There's no hotel right there in the city park. So, um, there are a couple of, of hotels that were mentioned in an email or I saw them somewhere as far as these might be good hotels. Look at, they have a little bit of a relationship with the race, but there weren't any like major deals, you know, mention the cannonball marathon, at least that I saw, maybe there was some of those. If you registered early enough, I didn't see any major hotel deals for, uh, the race that said again, Greensboro, it's a big enough town. Uh, that there were hotels from, I think I saw some as cheap as like $60 a night, $50 a night, maybe up to, you know, a couple hundred dollars a night. So you can, you can take your pick of different, you know, from the, the Hilton's and the Marriott's to the, the no name local hotels that you never heard of before everything in between. So, you know, if you're looking for a hotel, you had hotels. I didn't look at what Airbnb was, was looking like, um, but I got a feeling you could find some Airbnb stuff as well. So no problem finding a place to stay. Uh, it's just a matter of, you know, there's, a little bit of, of travel back and forth between where the race start is and where some of the hotels are, but nothing, nothing that's too, you know, 10, 15 minutes at the most, probably for most places. So pretty easy peasy. And since you're getting there early for the race start anyway, you know, it's not like traffic is too bad at, at seven o'clock in the morning on a Saturday morning. It's, it's not, I, at least I didn't notice traffic being bad at all. The, the worst traffic was what you'd expect pulling into the park where all the other runners were trying to get there at the same time. So no issues with traffic on Saturday morning, staying at a hotel that's was a few miles away from the race. Um, and then one other little note, one of the little, little nice add on that some races are doing. And I think more races should get on board with this. Um, all the official race photos are free. Oh, uh, you know, if you if you ran the race, you want an official race photo, but a boom, but a bam, we got it for you. Um, like I said, I don't know why more races don't do this. I feel like, you know, it, it's, 
you get somebody to sponsor it and there you go. And, and it stops people from stealing them, stealing the watermark photos, things like that. Um, and you know, I, I, I'm not one that would ever really probably buy race photos, but when I can get them for free, I get them and I post them and I share them. So, you know, get, get a logo on there, get, get race insignia on there. I, I don't know why more races don't do it, but junction three, one, one came through again. They came through in, in big beach, uh, marathon. They came through again in cannibal marathon, um, with giving out the free race photos. So that's, you know, not a big deal, not a deal breaker for me. I'm not going to sign up for a race because they, they have free race photos. I'm not going to not sign up for a race because they don't, but if I'm going to run a race and it has the free race photos, Hey, that, that just, that's just a nice, nice touch in my book. So free race photos, can't complain about that. Um, and that's, that's kind of it. I think of, of my overall or my, you know, kind of each of the little sections. Um, I think I've said this already in case you can't tell, I like the race. I, I liked, I liked the cannonball marathon. I would absolutely run it again. Um, I would absolutely run it again if I wasn't associated with the race and was just, you know, was going to be in the area, um, looking for a race to run. I would jump in it. Um, you know, like I said earlier, it's, it's probably not, it's, it's not a race that you couldn't PR in, but it's not a race that you're just going to throw down. Uh, you know, it's, it's a tough, the, the course is tough enough, um, with, with the hills, with the climbs, um, that it's not, it's not, it's not your typical flat and fast and they don't advertise it as that, but it's a good, fair, fun race, small enough, which is my jam is small enough, but not too small. I never felt like I was alone out there. Um, I finished about middle of the pack for the, the marathon. So maybe that's why there was, there was always, you know, some people in front of me, always some people behind me. I was passing people and then towards the end, they were passing me. Um, but I, I never felt alone. Um, never felt unsafe as far as traffic or things like that ability of getting lost. Um, it was, it was a good solid race. Again, if you like big, fancy, flashy, Probably the Cannonball Marathon is not for you. You like a simple race, um, a race that doesn't break the bank. I mean, it's, it's reasonably priced. I think right now for early bird for next year, you're looking at $75 for $75 for a marathon. Not a bad price. And don't quote me on that, but I think that's about where you're at. 75, maybe 80, something like that. You know, it's not, it's not into the, the mid hundred, you know, 150, 125, something like that. It might get up closer. I don't even think it gets to that point late registration, but I thought the price point's fair. Um, I thought the race was good. I thought what you get for the race is, is spot on. Um, yeah, I mean, other than, you know, like I said, other than the, the course being, if it was up to me, I would have run the, the route backwards. Other than that, not much I would change, not much I would change. So, um, that's about as close as two thumbs up as I think as I can give. So, uh, I recommend it. I recommend it. If you, if you're looking for a race for next fall, no word yet on whether or not I will be there. You never know. You never know what might happen. I have a great relationship with uh, Nikki and Mike and the crew from, from Junction 311. So uh, depending on what the school schedule looks like next year, who knows? Who knows? There might be a possibility that I show back up in, in Greensboro. I don't know. Um, so don't don't base your decision on whether or not I'll be there just yet. I'll keep you posted. But I would definitely recommend um, looking into this race, maybe having it on the tentative uh, back burner right now, or maybe just jump in. Uh, and sign up at the cannon at, at cannonballmarathon.com. And you can also, they also just recently got on Instagram. So you can follow at cannonball marathon on Instagram for updates on registration, things like that as you go. So definitely, definitely think that it's, it's a, a race well worth considering adding to your calendar in 2020 or 2021 or somewhere in the future. So that is my take on the cannonball marathon. If you ran the race, we'd love to know what you thought. 
if you're thinking about it and there's something that I didn't address, I would love to take your questions. So what, what else would you like to know about the Cannonball Marathon? Uh, or what can you tell me? What did you enjoy about it if you ran? I know there are a few of you guys that ran it this year. So what, what did you think about it? What, what did I get right? What did I get wrong with my review? Uh, always love to hear different opinions about races that I've run. So let me know at Dizruns, whether it's let me know or give me questions at Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram. You can also head over to uh, the show notes, Dizruns.com slash 779. There's links there. There's photos, all that good stuff. And you can also shoot me an email, Dizruns at gmail.com and let me know what you thought about the Cannonball Marathon or what you would like to know about the Cannonball Marathon that I didn't discuss today. Um, thank you once again to Hannah and E and Candy for leaving the reviews on, on Apple Podcasts. I certainly appreciate it. Thank you for the kind words. Thank you for navigating through the uh, the screens to leave a review. I really do appreciate it. And uh, if you if you haven't left a review yet and you'd be willing, leave it wherever you listen to the show. You know, if it's if it's Apple Podcasts, that's great. If it's Stitcher or Google Play or wherever, if, if I can ever get on Spotify, leave a review there. Um, wherever you can leave a review, it's appreciated. It's, it's appreciated. So thank you guys for everybody who's done that over the years. And with that, we'll go ahead and, and this, I guess this really technically isn't a quick tip, right? This is, this is a, my take. So I don't have to apologize for being long winded on a quick tip today. This is me talking about a race, giving as much detail as I can. So you can make the decision of whether or not the cannonball marathon sounds like a race that you would like to run because just because I like it and I did doesn't mean that it's the right race for you. doesn't mean it's a race that you would enjoy. So now you know my take on the Cannonball Marathon. If you want to check it out, cannonballmarathon.com. And until next time, thank you guys for listening. Uh, thanks for, for all the support, all the love, all the, all the, the words and the, the deeds and the shares and the likes and all of that good stuff. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Until next time, be well. Take care. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, all right? See you. 